Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. I am your host and founder, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. And with me today is a special guest by the name of Debbie Spector Weissman. And here is a bit about Debbie. She is using the proven power of dream work to reveal unvoiced confidence has been the multi-year study of Debbie. She is committed to helping others find their voice through her private The Dream Coach programs and best-selling books. Her acclaimed podcast and now radio program, Dream Power Radio and TV show, The Dream Power Show, have reached thousands where she instructs on how to understand and use dreams for greater self-awareness and finding hidden answers to unsolved problems. So today, Debbie's going to explain what she does being a certified dream life coach and how she helps people rediscover their purpose, passion, and self-confidence through the understanding of working through their dreams. So without further ado, please welcome Debbie Spector-Weissman. Hello, Genesis. It's so great to be with you today. My pleasure. And thank you, Debbie, for just coming into the community and sharing your subject matter expertise with us. And before we dive into the work that you're doing currently, I definitely want to give the audience a chance to connect with you in a fun and personal way. There are two options you can choose from. One is an icebreaker or two is a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Oh, I love questions. Okie dokie. So we're playing rapid fire with Debbie and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one. Why did you get involved in the work that you're doing? Well, it was all because of a dream I had. And that's a very short answer to a very long subject. Question two. If you could go back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be? Uh, it would be to stand up and speak out. Question. I was a very quiet, very quiet, shy person. Question three. What is your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? Coffee in the morning for sure. Question four. Do you have a favorite food or cuisine? Chocolate ice cream is always a go-to. <laughs> so she's hitting us with dessert, y'all. <laughs> Question five. Wait, go ahead, Debbie. I just said that's sweet tooth. What can I say? Question five. Being a podcast host yourself, is there anyone that you would like to bring into your community to interview? Well, I'd love to interview you. For sure. Awesome. So I will accept that challenge and we'll set something up. Question six. What is your favorite book or movie? 
Wow. Uh, that is that, you know, I should have a very simple answer to that, but I don't. Uh, it's usually the, the best book is the one that I'm currently reading is my, my go-to answer. I just, I love uh, nonfiction and history. And I just finished a book about World War II correspondence, which I found very interesting. So not my favorite for all time, but my favorite at the moment. Question seven. If you could be a fly on the wall and listen into any conversation, past or present, what conversation are you listening into? I would love to get into Donald Trump's head and figure out what is actually there. <laughs> Question eight. Are you an animal lover? Absolutely. I've got a nice little dog who's been my, probably my fifth, I think, dog I've had in my lifetime. But I love dogs. What type of dog do you have right now? He's a mixed terrier. Little about 14 pounds. Little cute, cute little crazy little guy. Question nine, favorite color? Red. Oh, okay. So you have red on and you have some black and then it looks like roses on your, on the outside. Yeah, they're kind of roses. Yeah, kind of roses, yeah. And question 10, it's our pass or play question and here are the rules. If you pass, our rules are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up a rapid fire. So do you wanna pass or play? I will play. Okie dokie. You get three random acts of kindness per day. What are your, what are your three today? My three today are uh, to smile at every stranger I see, uh, say positive things to everyone, and uh, give a hug. Awesome. So thank you, Debbie, for playing Rapid Fire. It definitely gives the audience a chance to get to know you outside of the topic that we're going to cover. So now we're going to jump into the work that you're doing as a dream life coach. And we're going to build up on the question that I asked during Rapid Fire. So you mentioned getting involved in this work based on a dream that you had. And you said you're giving the short form to a long answer. So the dream that you had, how did you know that you were going to turn that dream into reality and ignite the work that you're doing currently? Okay, so let me just give you a bit of a background. Uh, dream life coaching and now podcasting, I, I like to call it my third career. Uh, I started out professional life as a uh, editor and writer in New York, uh, wrote a whole bunch of young adult novels, uh, in another lifetime, I like to say, it was, a, it was a while ago, burnt out totally on writing. And at the time, my husband, uh, who's in the entertainment business, he was starting uh, his own company doing movie advertising. And I said, I'm too burnt out from writing. I can't do this. I'm going to help the business. And so we, we built up the business together and got into 
movie advertising, post-production, a lot, lot of things involved on the back end of feature film creation. And uh, one day I kind of asked myself, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? And the answer was no. Uh, at the time this was happening, we actually got hired to be the uh, post-production supervision company for a movie called What the Bleep Do We Know? I don't know if you know of it, but it was the groundbreaking uh, My Body Spirit movie of the, the early 2000s. And at the time that we were working on it, I knew nothing at all about the subject matter. And actually, I considered myself at the time the ultimate fatalist. You know, I was where I was and things were just. And so that that movie was the one that got me asking that question. Is this what I want to do? And maybe realize I actually had a choice because I really felt I really didn't feel like I had a choice. And so set me on years of exploration. And in the course of that exploration, uh, I met a wonderful dream worker named Kelly Sullivan Walden, who introduced me just in the whole idea of dream work. I mean, I, you know, I kind of remember dreams on and off throughout my lifetime, but it wasn't a big part of my life. But I got involved with her and she was doing dream circles, which is where a small group of people get together and meet weekly and talk about our dreams. And, you know, the concept is that when one person's dream is everyone's dream. So you can get to learn a little bit about yourself from listening to another person's dream. And the whole process was just fascinating to me and I loved it. And Kelly uh, started up her own uh, program uh, to become a coach. It was a very rigorous uh, year-long program to learn everything about dream work. I started the program, not so much because I wanted to be a coach, but because I just wanted to learn more about dreams. And it was a wonderful workplace. And there's a lot of stuff to, to cover in that program. During the course of while this was going on, I had a dream. And very brief, I'll tell you very briefly about it. I wrote about it in the book, uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and Premonitions, which is because one of the things that getting into dream work did was it got me interested in writing again. Me. So question. So chicken soup for the soul. Is that um, part of the Jack Canfield series? Yes. Yes. Okay. Actually he, yes. Um, the one he started and, and this, uh, it was a couple of years ago when the book came out, but it also dream work reignited my, uh, belief that I could write again, because I, I had gone 25 years believing I could not write anything. I had nothing to say and nobody would be interested in it. And I just couldn't do it, but it got me interested. Anyway, uh, the dream was just one word. It wasn't big image, wasn't this long involved dream. It was one word, but the word was so interested. I had to pay attention to it. The word was codpiece. Now, I don't know if you know what a codpiece is, because I didn't know what it was when I had the dream. That's why it got me so interested in it. And Elaborate it on it. Well, I'm saying the codpiece is uh, a piece of clothing that began in the Middle Ages. Middle Age, the men in the Middle Ages wore it as a protective device over their genitals. Uh, it was either made out of leather, sometimes it was made out of metal, uh, but that's what it was. And then uh, the modern use of it was in, in the 80s, heavy metal rockers 
would wear these big cod pieces as part of their costume. You know, if you look up an old Ozzy Osbourne video, you'll see this big thing, <laughs> you know, down there. And it's a cod piece. It's a cod piece. So it's like, why am I having a dream about a cod piece? What does it mean to me? And I asked myself that question. What does it mean to me? What does it have to do with my life? The long or the short answer to that was I was for most of my life, very, very quiet, very, very shy. I didn't speak up unless somebody would ask me a question. I didn't volunteer myself. I was withdrawn. And I realized that I was putting a cod piece, this, the cod piece was to me, it was for men, it was this strong, very protective thing that was protecting something that was very precious to them you know the general is very precious to them so i was putting the strong hard to penetrate thing in front of what was very precious to me which was me you know my being my soul my everything and that if i was going to make a difference in the world if i was going to be a better productive person than i was i needed to break out of the cod piece i had to figure out a way to break out And when I had that aha moment, that's what made me realize, well, if dreams can make me see this about myself, what can they do for other people as well? And it got me realizing I have to do this course. I have to train myself to become a coach, to understand how dreams work and to help other people so that they could understand how to use their dreams to discover their awareness and their being and their productivity and what they can do in their lives. Okay, perfect. And thank you for explaining all of that because it definitely helps connect the dots with the work that you're doing now. So it all started from you getting introduced to that film and that film took you on a journey and that was in the early 2000s where it talked about mind body and soul and just the overall aspects of dreams you didn't know much about the subject so then um it's it sparked an interest so you wanted to do your due diligence and learn more about what is what is this movie what's really taking place and is this something that i can tap into and experience it for myself, you got plugged up into the dream circle, and then you had a dream of your own. And that dream just sounds so, so weird. And in a sense, because all of a sudden, you're just dreaming about something, you're like, huh, what does this even mean? And then you begin to do more research. And then you realize, okay, maybe I do have that, but not from the sense of a male aspect, but the sense of, you know, me trying to protect myself. And I have that as an outer layer and a shell that's protecting me because I don't want to be opened up or exposed. So being from a religious and spiritual background that I'm from, I know um, my mom, my mom's mother um, was Anglican, I believe, and she believed in like mourning, uh, which is like a different type of like religion where you consecrate yourself and you pray or whatnot. And she always believed in like, if you had a dream, like a certain type of dream, it either foreshadows something that was going to take place in your, in your life. I just did not want to tap into that. 
but it wasn't until my dad passed away where my mom told me that she had a dream that my dad had came to visit her and he looked very well and he was just like reassuring her that everything was going to be okay because my dad passed due to medical negligence on November 25th, 2020. So the day before Thanksgiving, and that just rocked me at the core. And um, I know the last interaction that I had with my grandmother before she passed was something along the lines of, are you, are you expecting? And I didn't even tell her that I was expecting or anything. And I tried to kind of wear a little bit baggy clothes until it came time where me and my husband were ready to tell the whole family. And it's just because she was already in the spiritual realm, seeing things before they happen. So it was great that I got to share that experience with her. But I know some people dream in colors. Their dreams are very vivid. Some people dreamed on dream about people who have left us and has transitioned and passed on, whether you believe in the afterlife and those people are now your guardian angels. Some people dream in numbers. Like I know five is the number of grace. Seven is the number of completion. Eight is the number of new beginnings from a spiritual standpoint. Um, and etc. So for someone who um, has a dream, because sometimes we all we often can't remember what we dream about um, at night unless you write it down, like right when you wake up, so it's like fresh on your mind and you get it out. How can we really get people to connect with to connect with their dreams and say, okay, is this like foreshadowing, like letting me know something that is going to come? Or is this a warning or something that I need to be aware of in the natural round and not just in the metaphysical? What are your thoughts there, Debbie? And let me know if all well, of this makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Uh, first of all, for anyone to really um, get anything out of dreams, first of all, they have to believe that the dreams mean something. Because a lot of people just totally dismiss dreams. You know, they'll say, oh, they're nothing. They're, they're electrical patterns in our brain, which... Yeah, in one sense, it's true, but in another sense, it's not. I mean, like you said, just from your own experience, your own family's experience, where you were able to connect with, with departed loved ones. It's, and that's very true. I mean, but people will say, oh, that's not real. That doesn't happen. It does happen. It is true. But dreams can help in all ways. I mean, I believe in, there's a very, uh, very uh, famous, very important, influential uh, dream master of the late 20th century called Jeremy Taylor. And I believe in his philosophy, which is that all dreams are a reflection of our creativity and our ability to face and solve life's problems. So there are all different kinds of dreams that anybody can have at any different time. Those kind of dreams where we connect with loved ones, that's one type of dream. The type of dream where we uh, uh, foreshadow, you know, we have a premonition about something that's going to happen. That's another kind of dream. Uh, the dreams that we have where we're uh, understanding the dream while it's happening, where we feel we're in the dream, which is called a lucid dream. That's another kind of dream. There are many different kinds of dreams. It's all how you how you relate to it. So step one is to believe that they are important and they do have meaning. And then you can take it from there and uh, all different kinds of ways to remember dreams, to understand them. And we can talk about that. 
Yeah, and thank you for sharing that, Debbie. And as you were talking, I just wanted to pull up this because um, it goes in context with what you were saying. Um, based on the psychologydiscussion.net, they said there are three main types of dreams. Type one is dreaming in passive imagination. Type two is dream illusions. And type three are dream hallucinations. So they break it down into three. And I guess the three main types will definitely open up the conversation further um, from a, psych a psychological aspect. And then I also wanted to just add some context for our listeners as well as the viewers. It says um, from dreams.co.uk, it says dreams derived from real life and the connections are constrained by unconscious desires. Hence, a dream is the fulfillment of a wish. He believed that dreams revealed unconsciously repressed conflicts or wishes, according to Freud and that's Sigmund Freud. Dreams are the Im imagery of a wish or impulse that has since been repressed. So sometimes like I've heard like if you go to bed angry, then you begin to dream about something that can, you know, be traumatic or anger causing or et cetera. Or if you have feelings that you haven't really tapped into or dealt with, sometimes you could dream about that whenever you are in your REM sleep. So you really have to be in that deep sleep in order for some of those dreams to take place. And then I know that there are some people who daydream. They could be sitting here listening to you and I, Debbie, and all of a sudden they start to drift off and they have those dreams. And then before they know, they're like, oh, and then they snap back. You Do you want to expound on any of those? Um, there, there's so much to unpack there. So let, let me talk about a couple of things. First of all, I'm not a big fan fan of categorizing dreams like you know you, you said that that person says there are three kinds of dreams well somebody else will say well there are two kinds of dreams there are dreams of the past and dreams of the future another person will say something else um, I had somebody on my show very recently saying no there are just two kinds of dreams there are the dreams about reality and then there are the metaphysical dreams and so categorizing them it's, it's it's a way to talk about it because dreams are endless and they're infinite and they're also very individual and I like to deal with the individual part of dreams because I work with individuals and each dream is individual to a person uh, you can have a dream that talks about you know going to a store and buying a dress I can have a dream about going to a store and buying a dress we're talking about the same store the same dress, the same day, the same everything, that dream can have a totally different meaning to you from what it will mean to me, because based on our own experiences and the times and what's going on in our life at the time of the dream. So they're all very individualistic. Uh, the other part of that is that uh, how to understand the dream depends on where we are in our life, what's going on, and uh, how we work with it in that sense. Uh. So I'm over here, like just letting it all process because I do feel like everyone has a different perception, perspective, vantage point, 
dot, 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 whenever it comes to dreams. And I think sometimes we need to really take time to reflect on what we have dreamt about, whether it is in um, the night and really, I would say, be intentional about it and journal about it. It's also a way that we could have a point of reflection to really understand kind of what's taking place in order to connect the dots. And I know, um, especially whenever people are expecting, sometimes your dreams could get more vivid. At least I've noticed that throughout my journey and I was talking to my mom recently and I was like mom I had this dream but I really can't remember what it was about and she's like well if you don't if you can't remember it don't force it because then sometimes you try to alter it by trying to like piece things together so I like the way that you broke it down and said that everyone has like their own um their own viewpoints. But one thing that um, I want to dive into is that dream circle. What was something valuable that you took away from being a part of the dream circle and just um, sharing your dreams and connecting with other people who shared theirs? Were there any similarities or parallels? Yeah, well, first of all, I want to say, going back to your situation, there is documental research proof that uh, pregnant women do have more vivid dreams or, or the dreams that a woman will have will get more intense when she's pregnant versus other times of, of, of her life. So there is real documentation for that. It's not just, you know, something that came up. And that's another thing I want to say about dreams is that a lot of people say, you know, call them woo woo. It's like, you know, nothing and they poo poo it. But there is because in the past, it's been very, very hard to have research about dreams because you know can't wake up a person just like that and say well you know tell me about your dream but because we have now diagnostic tools and ways to do brain scans and things like that we're getting more and more scientific research that just proves what we kind of have been known known and imperially for empirically for years and years and years uh People, mankind, womankind has been dreaming since, you know, we've become thinking people. And there's been documentable, true um, documentation of this, uh, you know, going back thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And whole societies have based their societies on dreaming, like the Iroquois Indians who uh, would meet every single morning as a group and talk about their dreams. And that's how they would plan their day based on what the group collective dream was. And in fact, that's kind of where dream circles and modern day version sort of is an outgrowth of that meeting that societies like the Iroquois had. Uh, when you're in a collective group, you're able to hear everybody else's story. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to go back to the first group I had, which was many, many, many years ago, and quite honestly, cannot remember any of the specific dreams from that time. Although I do remember there were people who were struggling with relationships and had a dream that through the dream, they were able to define or get some clarity on whether it was worth keeping the relationship going or not. And, and we would talk about, you know, what was in there and another person who was you know having work issues and 
the dream helped get some clarity and that's from that and and that is why i am such a big fan of paying attention to our dreams because they do give us that clarity and whether we remember the dream or not it helps uh so i go back to the old expression you know you heard the old expression let me sleep on it well that came from the whole idea of we're going to have a dream while we're sleeping and we may not even remember the dream but for instance, you might go to like you, your example of somebody going to bed angry. You might go to bed angry, have a dream, not even remember what the dream was, but wake up in a really good mood. But where did that good mood came, come from? Well, something was happening that got you to resolve whatever it was that was making you angry the night before. And uh, I said it happens whether you remember or not. But when you do remember a dream, that's really when the magic happens because you can, if you have a dream, you write it down and you examine it, you pay attention, you look at it. Uh, it can give you answers to problems that your conscious mind can't answer, but you will get it in your dream. And one thing I want to bring up that even makes that even more specific, there's a process called dream incubation. And what that is, is you don't just, go to bed and have a dream. Before you go to bed, you make a very conscious effort to say what it is you want to dream about. And let, let's say just as an example, let's say uh, you're wondering if uh, you're in the right job. And there are different ways of doing it and that people have different techniques. So one example would be you would write down a question, write, physically write it down and say, you know, am I in the right job for me? And write it down on a piece of paper. What I like to do is I like to put it under my bed. Uh, I was speaking to somebody very recently on my podcast who says, no, the best way to do is actually have a box that you call an incubation box. And you put this message in the box and you hold that box and, and it, you make it a very precious item that you put in a very specific place, you know, next year bed and before you go to bed you meditate on this for a few minutes and you think about it and go to bed now i will tell you that if it's a new practice you may not have a dream about it that first night because it doesn't always happen that quickly but you will eventually have a dream that's going to give you insights into that question that you've asked and it is a very effective way of really connecting with your subconscious mind, which is, I think it's just a, a marvelous experience to have. Amazing. And thank you for sharing, for sharing that, Debbie. I think that was a lot of value and it will definitely resonate with someone within our community. And to be respectful of our time commitment, we're going to jump into the call to action. So what is your call to action for the audience today regarding um, the subject of dreams, how to tap into their dreams, how to make their dreams make sense or anything else you want to share in the call to action? Okay, well, one of the things that I love about dreams is that it does help solve problems in our lives. And I've developed a new program that uh, revolves around the whole concept of increasing our confidence. So 
Uh, it's all on my website, which is thedreamcoach.net. So if you go to my website, uh, there's a pop-up right when, as soon as you open up the website that gives you information about this. Uh, you can click on it. It will give you a brief outline of what it's about. And then I encourage you to schedule a, a complimentary call with me so I can go into it in detail and explain what it's all about and how it can really help you find your purpose and your passion in life. Thank you so much for sharing that, Debbie. And are your social handles on your website as well? And if so, which um, social media platforms are you most um, dominantly on? Okay, yeah, my socials are on my website. And uh, I have been on Facebook a lot. I'm getting into Instagram more. And also, uh, my I have a YouTube channel. And that has excerpts of a lot of my podcast my tv show so uh you can go to that and uh have a, there's quite a collection of videos there which will help you uh in not just your dreams but also other aspects of self-development i also encourage you to check out my podcast called dream power radio uh new episodes every week and i also have a radio show on a new station on iHeart called Power Me Up Talk 24-7. Uh, the show's called Dream Power Radio. It's on Power Me Up Talk 27. And that's on every day at uh, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. And uh, encourage you to listen to it. Amazing. And thank you for sharing that, Debbie. And all of that info is on your website. So I'll definitely link your website. And I will also link your Facebook since you're on there primarily and Instagram and then everything else. Let's drive them to your website. So it, it makes it easy where they have one centralized place to branch out from. Um, Debbie, I want to thank you once again for coming into the community today and sharing your insight regarding dreams, how dreams have worked how dreams have worked for you and how you're helping others walk through their own dream journey. Audience, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. We're on 40 plus platforms. You could also see this video on our YouTube channel by going to GEMS, G-E-M-S, with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And I want to thank each one of you for tuning in on a regular basis. Because of you, we're now ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts. So thank you so much. And we are looking for brand sponsors. So if that is you, head on over to genesisamarskemp.net to find more info or send me an email to genesisamarskemp at gmail.com for more info. Until the next segment, next guest, Peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and don't be afraid to tap into your dreams. Bye now. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, Gems with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, 
A M A R I S Kemp K E M P at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on Gems Podcast.